Hello everyone. Welcome to the first episode of our One Earth podcast and this is your host for the day Nemeth Singh. I lead the sustainability program at Mash Project Foundation and this episode is brought to you by Mash. Mash is an award-winning social enterprise that empowers empowers purpose-led organizations and individuals to lead social change and climate action by making them aware, building their capacities and amplifying stories of impact. The One Earth series is an initiative where we bring together perspectives from leading industry experts working across sectors who are set out to make a difference in climate sustainability and ESG through market research, webinars and podcasts. I'm really excited to host today's podcast where we will focus on sustainable packaging. Any product bought as a consumer, be it an electronic product, food or even pharmaceutical products comes in a package. Packaging has become an unavoidable part of our everyday life. It protects the product, enhances its appearance and provides detailed information. However, with the recent shift of focus on environmental protection, the packaging industry also has been seeking to adopt alternatives that are environmentally friendly. In today's episode, we understand these alternatives termed as sustainable packaging get some suggestions on recycling as an individual and technological opportunities that lie in this field today we have a very special guest with me he's rahul nene rahul is the head of sustainability at hutamaki india which is a world leader in flexible packaging his role involves strategizing and implementing esg and sustainability actions across the operations of the organization as well as managing esg disclosures and initiatives at a corporate level he's a mechanical engineer with a post graduation in sustainability management with 12 years of experience working in oil and gas fmcg technology and chemical sectors he has worked with some renowned brands for their sustainability such as l'oreal and pedalite rahul has a keen interest in driving sustainability as a culture and also passionate about implementing health and safety practices he has previously led manufacturing sites to the royal society for the prevention of accidents gold awards under the patronage of the queen of england for excellence in safety management hi rahul how are you today and welcome to our one earth podcast hi nemeth uh, thank you first of all for the warm welcome as well as a uh, uh, very nice introduction uh it's a pleasure to be here today uh, honestly because uh, i mean I, i mean mash foundation uh, i've been reading about you guys and you know the kind of work that you are doing uh, it's really uh, incredible uh, to get uh, get the younger generation so to say uh, involved and engaged in this kind of a uh, initiative is it's absolutely heartwarming to see and uh, i'm i'm it's 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 a very pleasurable friday morning for me to be here So thank you. That's so good to hear. Thank you, and we are also delighted to have you on our podcast today. Thank you. So starting off, Rahul, we have been noticing how more and more brands are switching to eco or sustainable packaging. There have also been many breakthroughs in plant-based packaging and compostable packaging. By adoption of such alternatives, it means that it is getting easier for a brand or a company to reduce its carbon footprint. But before we go too deep. I would like to ask you as an expert working in this industry how do you define sustainable packaging and what really is sustainable in sustainable packaging 
if you could break down the term for us and also you know highlight sustainable alternatives that would fall under this category okay so uh, to be honest the word sustainable uh, is widely abused today in my opinion uh, very frankly because uh, i mean someone just uh, adds a bit of uh, cotton or clothing to the packaging or makes some part of it recyclable and says that the packaging is suddenly sustainable so uh, to me uh, uh, to approach this subject first we need to understand certain basics is what i feel first of all packaging okay independent of what material we should understand the role of packaging packaging is protecting what it whatever it is holding so for example i am a company who is selling a product the packaging that i am going giving with that product is protecting uh, the particular product now without that packaging the product inside is going to get spoiled especially when it comes to food right so the impact of a spoiled food or a food item is absolutely i mean uh, in terms of emissions in terms of wastage created is very detrimental to the environment so packaging as a concept leads to sustainability okay because it is protecting a product it is protecting a product from getting spoiled and leading the emissions that were used up in creating that particular food product uh, not going waste or not going not giving additional waste into the environment so now if you if you look from this definition any packaging is sustainable okay or it leads to a sustainable sustainability benefit but the issue that is being created now uh, is that we don't have disposal mechanisms after we use the product that is kept inside the packaging and that is where the problem is and suddenly plastics have become the villain that you know plastic uh, is bad etc etc to be honest uh, it need not be okay it's our mechanisms uh, and the failure to set up infrastructure of recycling of plastics and the failure to reduce the amount of packaging that is genuinely required at a design concept is what is causing this issue okay so when i say sustainable packaging it's not just about the structure of the material being used or just the material that is being used to create the packaging it's this whole infrastructure and the whole ecosystem uh, around uh, the packaging industry that needs to be looked at now uh, you 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 know there are new uh, like you were asking there are different materials that have come plant based uh, materials fiber based uh, now suddenly people are using cloth etc but each one of them also have their own emissions right now there is also a focus on reusable packaging but uh, you know recent research i mean even hutamaki as a company has done that research has found that single use paper based say tableware okay has 2.8 less times emissions than a reusable plastic one now all right now uh, people are kind of you know pushing towards having reusable stuff but here is a concept that you know uh, each use, usage of a single use paper based tableware is lesson in terms of impact on plastic okay uh, similarly i think mckinsey came out with a report uh, very recently where you know they spoke about lesser emissions in plastic packagings as compared to some of the other material which are believed to be sustainable so the the i mean to conclude over here is there needs to be a scientific approach uh, towards identifying what is truly sustainable the bigger the startups and the new brands that are coming up just calling something sustainable should be highly discouraged Uh, there has to be some regulatory uh, input that needs to come upon what can be certified as sustainable like for example we have 
this concept of compostable packaging but uh, when you really compost it uh, there needs to be a scientific study whether is it leading to microplastics into the soil after decomposition so that kind of a uh, thorough scientific aptitude is required to call anything as sustainable okay and uh, let's let's accept the fact that there can be nothing that has zero impact on the environment everything that we do or every packaging that we will do will have some sort of impact on the environment if you are going to go for fiber based uh, it's coming going to come from a plant source right so the plants are are going to have i mean the i mean building that plants or setting up those farms is going to have an environmental impact if you are going to use plastic of course if you are going to use uh, uh, how do i say any other material cloth for that material for that matter it's going to have an impact so so we cannot say there is something called as purely sustainable what we should look at is we should look at what the properties are expected at the pack- from the packaging what kind of food it needs to protect is it doing its job well and we need to minimize the impact in in creating that packaging on the environment so uh, and along with that we need to ensure that the infrastructure in the industry uh, in terms of recycling is set up so that that waste does not i mean the waste packaging after consumer use does not go to landfill but can be ba- brought back into the value chain this overall infrastructure would lead to what i would call as uh, you know sustainable packaging that's a very interesting perspective you know because uh, even when i was reading certain articles and academic papers i realized how the entire uh, value chain has to be seen right from the raw material to its end of life and natural resources of course have to be considered all way long yeah, yeah. so that's i think it's it's very valid point when you talk about the entire infrastructure has to be created right till how we are disposing it yeah so in fact uh, you know there has also been several studies and surveys across the world where uh, people are you know opting for the option of making sustainable decisions while buying products so as a consumer even when i go to a grocery market right so i come across terms such as free of non toxic green biodegradable but along with this we've also studied how uh, there have been instances of greenwashing so what are your thoughts on it and how can a consumer identify greenwashing in this space uh it's a quite a good question and uh, uh, honestly there is no straight answer to this because there are various types in which companies can and do uh, end up uh, indulging in greenwashing so to say uh, even even there are companies who i and i hate this term who say that they are plastic neutral where they say that right. now they are recycling the amount of plastic that they are putting into packaging uh, i don't understand how it can be neutralized because even after recycling that plastic is going to go back into the uh, environment so to say for some other product so uh, so greenwashing as a concept i think it, it's, it's it's how do i say there is right now no check on it okay so what i personally feel uh, is uh these reports like you yourself said you have gone through academic research you have gone to academic uh publications i think as a consumer we need to understand that okay so here the life cycle assessment so uh, there are various tools i mean i won't go into the technicality of it but life cycle assessments being done and a clear communication to consumers as a regulatory requirement should come in is what i feel so like for example if there is product a which declares particularly you know that 
on its uh, packaging this was the impact of my product on the environment or on the social aspects and this is right. what my uh, this is what my impact is in on in terms of packaging and this product b who also declares this just like today we you know see that you know what are the amount of calories that are there in the food that i'm going to eat right and you Absolutely. have a you have a quantifiable number similarly exactly. there has to be some kind of a disclosure which is a regulatory requirement uh, basis which consumers can make decisions but i know that right now it is not there uh, it will i mean esg or sustainability as a field is still maturing so it will i'm sure it will come down somewhere down the line but at the moment what the consumers can do at least from their end is not fall prey or not accept blindly uh, whatever the brand or whatever the uh, company is claiming do a bit of research uh, honestly a bit of google research helps uh, understand whether what they are saying is absolutely true and then only go into uh, a decision in terms of buying that for because they are sustainable uh, i remember there was this company you know who was selling uh, metal metal cups uh, saying that you know they are reusable and sustainable as compared to single use uh, single use uh, paper based cups now this is this is what they just communicated honestly this is untrue okay because metal in terms of its extraction in terms of processing that metal and then getting it into a shape of a cup has massive emissions uh, in its supply chain and in its production now it also needs to be told to the consumer how many times that metal metal cup needs to be reused uh, so as to offset the emissions of single usage like for example i think i was just reading somewhere a, a, a basic 250 ml cup okay if it is a metal cup if it is reused some around 500 times only then can it offset the uh, the times for which a single paper cup was used for 500 times so so imagine you have a metal cup you need to at least use it for 500 times in place of a single use paper cup to say that you know it it kind of offset the usage of 500 cups now i don't know if we people are using the that cup for so long okay uh, so if you if you imagine having one cup of coffee or two cups of coffee in a week uh, every uh, outside so if i have to do 500 so 250 for 250 weeks you should be able to use so that means for 4 years at least are you using that metal cup for 4 years probably no then it was not a sustainable choice so this scientific understanding this scientific approach needs to be built in by the consumers and all of this information is right now available on the internet so the basic good point good starting point would be to do a big bit of background research before before understanding Uh, sorry before taking a decision of buying anything just on the basis of what the brand is communicating great that's i mean i think uh, thank you for pointing it out firstly because uh, i think through this podcast itself also i hope you know this message is delivered to people and it's basically about you know building this uh, awareness yeah and uh, generating this awareness for uh, you know the common man and in fact i did come across uh, i think recently adidas has uh, has come up with this initiative of producing shoes wherein they do mention their carbon Absolutely. emissions yes 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 so that's a very good example with Correct. this as well Correct. i think more companies should adopt uh, such initiatives to let the people let people know about uh, you yeah, know yeah. this entire so, process of data transparency is definitely a principle of sustainability definitely. Uh, mm-hmm. and consumers are becoming more and more aware 
and i am sure that you know uh, five years down the line the picture will be very different and this communications and this uh, transparency in of in terms of data definitely will start building up absolutely that's that's great <laughs> so moving on um you know since you also work with plastic recycling um so we often believe that and there have been a lot of uh, debates around this thought also that uh, multi-layered plastics cannot be recycled mm. however you've been working on a project similar to this so could you give us more insights into multi-layered plastic and the recycling process yeah so uh, so uh, just for the common man what does multi-layered plastic mean right so multi-layered obviously as the name suggests as part of the structure of the packaging there are multiple layers and more often not than not uh, one of the layers is non plastic so either it is paper or metal and why is it so it's it's basically to provide protection of again whatever is being stored inside for example hair color okay we we want the hair color to not get oxidized by the oxygen that is there in the atmosphere so they need a kind of a metallic barrier so to say to protect the hair color inside from moisture as well as oxygen outside so see they put that put that metal barrier or you you consider something like a toothpaste a toothpaste is also uh, quite an aggressive material so they need to put that metal based packaging outside or similarly paper based okay so this this barrier and then along with but uh, multi layer plastic need not always have a non plastic barrier there are other types of multi layer plastics where different types of plastics are there in terms of various layers ppe hdp etc and they form a multi layer packaging now this is again due to the functionality and the functional requirement of that particular packaging now you are right there is a widespread belief that you know multi layer packaging cannot be recycled but honestly uh, so like uh, you introduced i work for this company called hutamaki and under hutamaki uh, we have we have uh, established Uh, something what we call as a hutamaki foundation uh, it's it's separate from our line of business but hutamaki foundation has been established to kind of prove to the world that you know the packaging especially in terms of multi layer packaging after the usage by the consumer can be recycled and we have kind of scientifically done it we have set up a uh, first recycling plant mlp recycling plant uh, near khopoli uh, which is in maharashtra Uh, and we are recycling about 60 tons per month at the moment and we have vision to expand it now uh, the then why is this uh, you know widespread notion that mlp cannot be recycled so exactly. the, the the issue is that not in terms of structure but more in terms of how we receive that packaging so this mlp basically after the consumer throws it away is contaminated imagine your chips packet okay a metal based chips packet that is an mlp obviously it has the particles of chips stuck to it or say hair color there will be hair color stuck to it or any other even you throw uh, say toothpaste a toothpaste pouch a sachet or a shampoo sachet there will be shampoo stuck uh, to it right so when we receive that uh, that particular packaging as a raw material to be recycled it has all this contamination and it is very difficult to wash it as you can imagine imagine we have tons and tons of such contaminated waste we cannot sit and individually clean it right uh, the even the water consumption required would be so high for it so because of the contamination it becomes very difficult to uh, recycle mlp and obviously uh, how do i say the thought process is that because there are different types of plastics or different types of material as layers it will be difficult to maintain a temperature where you know all of it gets kind of melts and extrudes and 
can be recycled but that can be done there is there are technological processes which can do that the only key challenge over here is how you how well you clean it at at the incoming or as an input and that's where okay. if you do it well mlp can definitely be recycled so that's what we have actually kind of we are working on we are uh, we are we have set up this recycling plant we are working uh, we are so right now we are collecting uh, multilayered plastic thrown into landfills and uh, thrown away by uh, consumers and then we are able to recycle it successfully and in fact make uh, valuable items out of it so now we are we are able to create benches or we are crates and etc which can further be used by other people for uh, different purposes so definitely instead of going to landfill mlp can be brought back into the value chain that is very ins- insightful you know because um, otherwise also of course uh, you know how you mentioned that point that there's no one material that can be uh, applied everywhere hmm. so you know to achieve there are very various different ways that you can achieve this goal of you know lowering the plastic or making or like creating a circular economy solution towards it yeah yeah and uh, in fact you i also wanted to understand are there any other or new technological interventions that can also help us reach this level of sustainable solutions for packaging okay are there yeah yeah so uh, basically i think it's it's a two two way approach uh, the companies that are taking the approach that is that uh, the the biggest challenge is how to make first the packaging recyclable right so when i say recyclable it it means easy easy for recycling so instead of going from a multilayered plastic can we go to a monolayered kind of a structure with the same functionality so right now like i said for because of the aggregation of the product being stored inside uh, the there is a certain structure that is required for the packaging can we achieve the same structure can we achieve the same functionality with a mono based obviously definitely it is much easier to recycle uh, a mono uh, mono based uh, or a mono layered packaging so the technological inventions or the research is going on in this direction to make uh, the the particular packaging either recyclable okay or at least reusable either of the two can instead of if you are not able to recycle can you reuse it again for uh, for packaging so this is the focus of company so uh, you take any brand for that matter okay any fmcg brand Uh, they have come out with ambitions to ensure that by a certain year, hundred percent of their packaging will be either reusable or recyclable. And we, as manufacturers of the packaging, are aligned with the same thought process that hundred percent of our packaging, say by the year twenty thirty, is going to be either recyclable, reusable, or when we say renewable, it's more in terms of the uh, fiber-based packaging that we are talking of. It is coming from renewable sources. It is not. coming from deforestation or anything it is coming from approved renewable sources so uh, so this is the technological invention is more in this direction how the structure of the packaging can be changed to make it either recyclable or renewable or uh, reusable and have the same functionality now the uh, like i said even we cre- if we create the packaging in these structures the infrastructure has to go hand in hand even if the packaging becomes recyclable that does not mean that it is getting recycled right so in india the percentage of waste getting recycled is very poor forget india why even in united states it's quite poor so the infrastructure in terms of having that recycling capability in the country has to be massively improved point number 1 and uh, uh, i mean 
the supply chain in terms of you know getting that waste to those recycling units and then giving back into the value chain has to be established well okay so like for example today one of the biggest challenges people collect the waste but uh, transporting from it from our houses to a recycling plant the logistics cost is so high that it is not affordable for either the person who creates the waste or the person who recycles to spend on the logistics it it is not a sustainable business so to say so if good uh, logistical support is given okay uh, to kind of uh, set this up that's another key aspect uh, which needs to be kind of focused uh, so maybe technological inventions can be done in that direction also how to uh, you know economically transfer waste from the consumer to the recycling plants so so the technological inventions are have to be uh, across the whole value chain not just on packaging but but this is what is currently happening at the moment uh yeah yeah i think that's it <laughs> that's that's great so while we're at it while we're talking about recycling uh so you mentioned how companies and the government can you know focus on uh, the recycling infrastructure yeah. could you also suggest some ways our listeners can recycle at their individual capacity okay or any tips for that yeah, matter yeah so be- before i go to the consumer first i think we should understand what is recycling uh people are not aware but the definition of recycling or recyclable is different in different countries and it depends on the kind of recycling being done in that country so for example in india we are into mechanical recycling mechanical means we actually clean the plastic we actually shred it and we do a extrusion process and we recycle it okay there are different types of recycling available in different countries which are uh, which can be chemical based recycling okay i i know for uh, i won't take names but there is a company that is coming out with packaging which can be recycled okay. through enzyme based recycling now right. if i am making a packaging which can be recycled uh, via enzyme based recycling i need to have that infrastructure in my con- country to do that enzyme based recycling so otherwise uh, it, there's no use you will make a product packaging which is enzyme which is recyclable by enzymes but we don't have that infrastructure in that country so it is not recyclable in the country but it is recyclable in a country where enzyme based recycling infrastructure is available so we need to understand what recycling what is the type of recycling first available in your own country and obviously and okay. here is where uh, it is the responsibility of the brands uh, to ensure that in the country that they are selling the particular packaging is recyclable in that particular country and if there are different types of recycling then different types of packaging for the same product has to be introduced by the brand in that particular country so that's point number 1 now coming to uh, consumers i think it is very clear the way a consumer can contribute is two things decontamination of the pla- uh, of the packaging and segregation nothing else is required um, if that can be ensured i think the rest of the value chain can ensure that a uh, no, good amount of recycling can take place like i was saying the biggest challenge in the recycling mlp is the contamination now imagine uh, imagine that uh, as a uh, as a common man i segregate my waste into non recyclable and organic waste uh, the organic waste goes to a composting or a uh, organic waste treatment center and the uh, recyclable waste it is and if i if i clean it while throwing it off so like something like a milk pouch okay i wash it and throw it or i decontaminate Uh, an mlp and then segregate it and give it uh, in in the recyclable waste bin uh, i think it can do massive wonders if every one of us does that 
it can do massive wonders uh, to help recycling in the in the country and then the rest of the value chain needs to be set up by other stakeholders like logistics companies or recycling plants or the government authorities to set up that this entire uh, infrastructure but as a consumer this is these are the two very basic i, I know it's cliched everyone talks about it but actually it, it is actually the thing that can make a lot of difference obviously there are these new uh, uh, awareness campaigns being built like for example smaller things like sometimes when we open the milk packet right if you just clip off the corner of it there is a small corner that gets thrown off it's very difficult to you know that it's difficult it's more often than not that small particle is going to go as a la- into the land instead of going to a recycling bin because that small thing there is no traceability there is difficult to control that so instead if you cut the pouch in a parallel line so that the corner piece is not broken off from the packaging and the whole packaging in terms of clean packaging is given for recycling i think that can help so these are smaller things that a consumer can do but the biggest biggest contribution they can do is uh, decontamination and segregation that is great in fact even i have started to you know adopt uh, the packaging uh, of uh, the way you cut a packet correct correct so even i started to you know uh, adopt that and i even told my parents you know in case you're cutting a packet make sure that you cut correct, this correct. way i think these are small steps but again they're very effective if everybody start to implement it yeah yeah and as you also gave the example of enzymes so i think a lot of scalable innovation is required yes for this uh, you know to adopt such approaches which of course we do foresee in the near future yeah and uh, thank you so much for these wonderful su- suggestions and so coming to the last segment of the podcast mm-hmm. um you know and moving a step further in sustainability how do you foresee closed loop package packaging as a solution uh, it's it's a must have uh, in fact uh, and i'm since i work for utama i want to speak about it we we have a concept right. called as blue loop okay is basically okay. blue because uh i mean our our logo is blue um and uh, but blue loop we are we are basically working on this ensuring the closed loop packaging which like i said from our end the package 100% of the packaging that that we will manufacture will be either recyclable reusable or renewable and that's what the brands are also working on uh we can no more afford a, uh, afford a, a a life cycle where after the usage from a consumer the packaging packaging is thrown in landfills we are we don't right. have that uh, we cannot afford it basically uh, and forget Absolutely. now just lands we are seeing that marine litter is increasing so much right mm-hmm. the the plastic waste is reaching unknown places i mean obviously True. we find them in the stomachs of animals and fishes and etc but i think yeah. uh, i was seeing that for the first time in at the north pole Uh, snow uh, content microplastics the snow that fell so imagine the impact we are having on nature on biodiversity on uh, on the entire ecosystem so we cannot any more afford to have this so a circular loop packaging um, or a circular economy around packaging is an imperative it has to be there uh, and i think even in india we are we are working so there is uh, you might uh, have read about something called as a plastic pack uh, plastic pack that is being in india is the first country where various stakeholders from the packaging industry uh, and the packaging uh, sector as a as a whole uh, are coming together with the government to establish standards the new plastic waste management rules that are being established uh, the recent amendment that came up in february they are quite progressive so in terms of the thought and regulations 
we are we are working in the right direction it is the implementation that will matter uh, but to answer your question in one word it's mandatory no that is that is very much required in fact uh, we've been hearing so much about closed loop and circular economy that now i think it's high time that we start implementing all these yeah. in our uh, businesses and you know uh, government regulations yeah but thank you so much rahul it was lovely talking to you and listening to your you know insightful experiences and knowledge and i'm sure uh, there must be so many speakers out uh, so listeners out there who would also be you know enjoying listening to you as much as uh, you know we did and um, again thank you so much once again for this sure if you like the podcast then do like and share with your friends you can also visit our social media handles for more such content do not forget to follow at the rate mash project on social media i hope we all opt for sustainable choices to fight against climate change with that note we would like to bid goodbye to you all see you in the next episode thank you